We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Hi, Charlie. Hello. Thank you so much for doing this. It means so much to me. And I've been such a big fan from the beginning. So this is so cool because if you don't know who Charlie D'Amelio is, I don't, I guess you do not own a phone or on social media because you are the queen of TikTok. You have 150 when at this point, I don't know if it's changed, 151 million followers on TikTok. Can you even fathom that amount of people? I mean, I don't know if anyone really could. Have you ever seen, I mean, even a million people? No. How does that, it doesn't really make sense. Like, I, I mean, even for me, what, knowing that there's people who are following your every, every move, Millions of people know all these like intricate details about your life. Has that like changed the way that you move in the world? Honestly, no. I feel like I'm, I, I kind of do all the same stuff that I did before. I'm, I, I spend a lot of time like in my house, you know, I'm not really out a lot when I, go out I kind of stay to myself so I'm like I don't know I I, a lot I feel like because so much of this happened throughout the pandemic and like not being able to see anyone it made it really hard to kind of feel like I was anyone special because you weren't seeing these people you would see the comments that were like we love you we're such a big fan but you don't know any of these people so it's really hard to kind of understand what that even means like what people are a fan of me like what am I doing I'm doing what everyone else is doing um but it it, only time it gets real is like when I do something really crazy and and I get home and I have that like who am I like this is not this is not normal this is really really weird cool stuff that I'm doing and there's people watching what I'm doing sometimes I'll post a video and be like that was so stupid and then I post it and I'm like a lot of people are going to see that. Are you sure? Like, or what are you doing? <laughs> it's it's definitely a little weird, but I think I'm very lucky to where it doesn't feel like I'm a completely different person than I was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What when you first downloaded TikTok, like what was the goal? Was the like did you have a dream like, "Oh, I want to blow up on this app and I want this to be like a career path for me" or was it just something like any other person just for fun. Yeah, I mean, I was on the app as a 
viewer and my job was to teach all my friends the the TikTok dances so they could post them. That was like, I was that friend that would just, you learn this and you teach it to me so I can post it, which I love. I think it's so fun. And the fact that this all happened just through an app, like it really just like changed my life from posting videos on social media, which is something that I've always, I've always loved videos. I was, I was very young, like watching YouTube, watching Vine, watching all the influencers. And I thought that that was so cool and something that was always really inspiring. I always talked about, oh, I want to post YouTube videos. And I would do like, get ready with me. just, and keep them in my camera roll when I was like 10, you know, that was always something that I did. And it's crazy to think that doing that growing up probably helped me so much to do what I do now. Did you know how to like edit your own videos or would you just like throw them up there and and not care? Like, cause I feel like that's also another skill in itself. It's like being the person in front of the camera, but then also editing all the stuff and putting it up to where people actually enjoy watching it. People don't understand it. It's like a talent, what you do. I the mean, the whole thing. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I would, I would dance a lot, like literally just dance in my basement or my attic in my old house in Connecticut. And I would like go in iMovie after I would finish and like get all the clips together and get together all my favorite parts. And I would edit those myself. And I would do that with like the little TikTok videos. But I feel like the best part about TikTok is that you really don't have to do much. You know, it's all in the app. It's all not crazy software that you have to memorize. It's like very easy for the everyday person to kind of get the grasp on. Like once you understand it, I feel like it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I mean, easy is relative. I feel like (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, but I do think they make it. If you understand the software, take the time to do it. It makes it really easy. It's also like the more you watch it, I feel like the more it makes sense. So for all the teenagers out there, like, they're on their phones all the time. I'm on my phone all the time. And that's also like how I learn, how I find trends, how you find sounds. Like you have to use the app to be able to do that stuff. Is TikTok still enjoyable for you? Because now it's a business. Can it sometimes feel like work? Yeah, I think that that's like the craziest mix, you know? I mean, it was funny when it all first started and I was like, 15 years old and I'd be like, what are you guys going to do? You guys going to take my phone to my parents? Like, this is my job. Look at me. Um, (laughs) But I feel like I use it. I use social media so much just as a viewer, as a watcher, as someone that just enjoys seeing what's going on on social media. And then that Charlie D'Amelio who posts and does the TikToks, like that whole other side of me, I feel like is just so disconnected sometimes where I don't feel like, oh, I saw this on my For You page. I need to recreate it right now. I really only make videos when I feel like it and post when I feel like it. And I think the only person that like would make me feel like it's a job and I need to like do better or post more is really myself. It seems like even at this age, you're like, yeah, I I just post when I feel like it, but you obviously have a regimen like a very regimented brain and thought process of you you've created something that not everybody has like have you always been that way been like very like motivated structured 
And when you've decided you're going to do something like you go all in or is that, was this kind of new? No, I definitely have a very structured brain. I work well with a schedule. If I have to be all in for something, like I can do it. I can put my all into anything, you know, when I enjoy it, you definitely see how much farther it goes, which I think is really helpful because if you're able to, you know, tell your team that's working with you, like you guys have seen me when I really, really care about something, how, how well it does and how much I will like work for it. I think that that's helpful, but it's definitely, you know, I go back and forth a lot of my time doing this. I was, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. It's a little hard trying to get a 16 year old to work when they just want to hang out with their friends. But it's just always keeping in mind that like, I do this for a reason. I do this for the people that got me to where I am. And, you know, I think slacking sometimes when it comes to posting or whatever, like you're doing a disservice to the people that got got you where you are and you want to continue to make stuff for them. And I feel like that's what really helps me because sometimes it's hard when it's just you and like you rely on yourself because oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next day. But when you've, when you really think about the people that come up to you when you meet you, when they meet you and are like, saying how much you help them or or whatever it is like makes you kind of go the extra mile um and i think just keeping in touch with those people and the fans that really make you who you are and appreciating them and appreciating where you came from like not leaving behind tiktok for something else and being like oh i'm not a tiktoker because that's i am like that's where i came from i'm not going to be embarrassed about it like that is what got me to where i am that's what made me Charlie D'Amelio, you know, it's like really just appreciating and understanding the the fact that I would not be where I am today in California. I mean, doing what I do every day without those people. I think that you're so right of, especially in this business and what you're doing, it can always, it's, it's very you centric, like you are the brand. Mm-hmm. And with that, it can feel very um, selfish, but you have to remind yourself. I love how you're like, I I have to remind myself and it makes it easier to do things when it's for other people. And I think that's where you're going to always find the joy in what you do. It can't just always be about yourself. So I like, it feels so good to hear that from you as someone who you would, I mean, there's millions of people who care about you and you're doing it for them. And I think that's why you continue to grow and continue to be so, so successful outside of TikTok. But there's one thing you keep that you do that I think is, is cute, but you'll be like Charlie D'Amelio in air quotes. And you've talked about kind of like how you disconnect sometimes from like the, I guess the brand Charlie D'Amelio and who you are when the cameras aren't away. How do you do that when some of your most like, I mean, you have your own show with your whole family, the D'Amelio show on Hulu. And I think with TikTok, it's a very personal uh, social media. So how do you kind of disconnect from and how are you different than the Charlie D'Amelio and air quotes that people get and the you that is more private and for like your personal life? Yeah, I think it's just the constant 
being able to blame everything on like that wasn't me that was that was charlie d'amelia like that's not <laughs> anytime i'm like oh this is cringy this is lame i'm such a i'm like this is so basic i'm such a loser i'm like that's not that's not me i don't know i don't know what that is <laughs> um, so it's nice to like have that sometimes but i feel like it just it's helpful if someone's like oh i hate charlie d'amelia i'm like that's great but you don't hate charlie because you don't really know me you don't know me as a mm. person know me like you've never met me you've never had a conversation with me you can hate what I post online but that's also like the name is Charlie D'Amelio online like that's what you see that's who people kind of view me as and yeah that's that's who I am that's how I portray myself but there's also so much more that I feel like I kind of just keep special for the people that actually know me when you meet new friends, do they ever like say like, oh, I thought you'd be different? Or do they think you're a lot like how you present yourself uh, no. through your social media? <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's like, when I met you, I was so nervous. I thought you were going to be this like uber diva, crazy, whatever. And I feel like it kind of throws people off how kind of calm I am because I think online – you know, I'm very smiley in your face. And that's just so different from who I am when you meet me. And I tend to be more shy and reserved. So it's kind of, I think, hard for some people to understand at first. They're like, okay, well, what's going on with this girl? But I love hearing that from my friends to be like, I didn't expect you to be the way you are. Because it's kind of fun. It, it It's also nice to hear what people think I'm going to be like before they meet me. Yeah, I love that too. How are your friends who have grown up with you, like how do you still relate to your friends now that your life has changed, I would say drastically? <laughs> um, honestly, it kind of goes back and forth. Like all my friends are in college now and I'm looking at them like, oh my goodness, this is the craziest thing ever because I didn't even finish high school. Like I never got those experiences. So getting to hear about like, oh, I'm rushing or, or I'm going to be in a sorority. I'm like, oh my goodness, tell me everything. I know nothing about this. And I think what they're doing is so cool. So to hear like us talk about what is our normal lives, it's, it's different than when we were all just in high school having classes together. Like I'm so intrigued by what they do. I'm like, show me your dorm. I want to meet your roommate. Like what, what is going on in your life? And they send me photos from like tailgates. I'm like, you guys are so cool. I'm like, I'm a loser. I'm in bed right now. Like what is going on? So it kind of goes back and forth, but the friends that I've had for years are like the most supportive people ever. And they're just like, so happy that we all just stay in contact. I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's when you're, when everyone goes to college and is out of high school and everyone's in different states and different cities, a lot of people grow apart and they've never, they've never been like, you're not texting me. Like, they're like, hey, I know you're working. Like, call me when you get the chance. And it's like, then we can talk about what's going on in their lives, what's going on in my life. And they'll be like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, ah, nothing, same old, same old. They're like, I know that's not true. So they'll like kind of force me to kind of talk about what's going on, even when I'm like, I feel like nothing's going on. And they're like, no, no, you just did this crazy thing for work. So it's like, it's the same thing. But I'm so, all my friends are 
so cool. And I'm just constantly impressed by how they all handle themselves. Like even when they're with me or, or when people ask about me, they're always like, there's this level of trust where they're not going to say anything that I wouldn't want them to say or like secrets about me. Like I, I know that they would never put me in a position to where I would feel any type of way towards them because they're just like the most loving, supportive, kind people ever. Where are my engaged girls? Congrats. You're engaged. So am I. Now you may be like me wondering what's next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can get designs, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire process with their free planning tools. Zola has created everything you need to make the whole process super easy and hopefully actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on the couch. Look, I have just now opened the can of worms of all that is wedding planning, but I'm so thankful for Zola because it can help make wedding planning so much easier for all of us engaged girlies. We need to be having fun. We need to be excited. It doesn't need to be a stressful process. And I feel like Zola can really help us engaged girlies enjoy this time of our life because we are celebrating the love that we have created and this beautiful new chapter in our life. And we do not need to be crying over napkins and invitations. So Zola's got us covered. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Although I'm not there yet myself, I know a lot of you listening have children and want to set up your child for success. So IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Oh my gosh, I wish I would have had IXL when I was going through school because I really needed that extra help just to like get things implemented into my brain so that I could really know what I was learning and not just be like, I don't know, I had a good memory, but I don't think I actually learned something, but that's really through repetition and I feel like IXL is wonderful for that. I think this is such a wonderful product for anybody who's like just struggling with a topic or just trying to get ahead, study for a test. It really can help in so many ways. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Better Tomorrow with Hannah Brown listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Hannah B. Visit IXL.com slash Hannah B to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your own power, and build towards summer you. Peloton accommodates your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's classes to get your body moving. Peloton has a range of class types to fit for every goal and mood. If you can't run, take a walking class, need some grounding, try yoga. If you want to level up, go to the Pilates 
or HIIT workouts. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I love Peloton. I feel like Peloton was what really helped me stay consistent um, with moving my body the past few years when sometimes, um, whether it was a pandemic or an injury or health stuff going on that sometimes would limit the way that I would normally like routinely work out, that I was moving my body a little bit every day and also diversifying depending on what my needs were at the time. There was a lot of time where I couldn't have this super high intensity workout and just needed some help of how can I move my body with what I have right now? Maybe the limitations I have. I feel like Peloton just has something for everyone um, at any level and at any time and season in your life. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. You kind of talked about this a little bit about people like online will say, oh, I hate Charlie D'Amelio or that's so cringe. And a lot of that you work with is cyberbullying and bringing awareness to that. How has that affected you as a content creator when there are constant cyber bullyers out there just always having something negative to say? How do you continue to put out content? Yeah. Um, I think my, my worst time with hate and social media was probably at like I mean I must have been 16 17 years old um and nowadays I just kind of think back and I'm like if you could get through that that crazy time in your life you're gonna be fine and I feel like now I just have so many people around me that will help me out of it but I've definitely like we all have our days the more sure of yourself you are and the more you have people that'll that you can kind of bounce ideas off of and be like real talk you need to tell me like do I make everything about myself am I a horrible person am am I mean am I cruel and you need to have people around you that are going to tell you what you need to hear and not just what you want to hear and trust those people and trust their opinions and then from there, it kind of, you know, that and some therapy definitely help. Yes. <laughs> Who are those people in your life that will kind of keep you grounded and lift you up, but also be real with you of when you can improve and get better? Definitely my dad is a big one. Um, he has always like, from as long as I can remember, if I made art, he's going to grade it and it's not going to get an A (laughs) if it doesn't deserve it. You know, like he's always been very, very honest with me. And I feel like that's why I, I go to him for a lot of any issues or anytime I'm questioning myself because yeah, maybe it sucks when I get a D on an art project from him, but he's also going to tell me, Hey, you need to get your stuff together. You need to like, you need to figure it out or you can calm down. Like, you're doing great. Everything is good. You're good. I'm good. There's no need to be so upset about this. And I feel like having that and knowing that he's not going to lie to me is so nice. And I feel like everyone needs someone who's going to tell them the truth, even if it's hard to hear. 
I so agree with this. I'm unfortunately the person, I'm like your dad, I'm the person that I can't help but find the thing that can be improved on. But because I'm like that, I really want other people to be like that towards mm-hmm. me. I'm like, no, do not tell me it was good because there was something yeah. that could have been better, which kind of gets me to probably, um, I can already, I probably already know what you're going to say about your dancing with the stars experience, because I think that is <laughs> like what makes you successful in dancing with the stars. If you guys don't know, Charlie went dancing with the stars last year. What season was that season? 31. 31. Um, and I think successful people are the people that can take constructive criticism and and can find the like, yes, it's so great that you did this, this, and this right, but what can improve? Do you feel like that is what made you successful in Dancing with the Stars? Is that being a little bit critical of yourself? I It's kind of bad, but (laughs) it works. I'm so, so, so lucky. I think I was so beyond blessed to have gotten the partner that I got. Mark Ballas. He's, he's the best. He's my dear friend. I'm like, oh my gosh. In BC, I'm like their adopted teenager that they just have to deal with. They're wheeling around. I'm like, Hey guys, they're probably so sick of me and I don't care. They can't get rid of me. Um, there would be times where we're like, it's the middle of the night we're tired running on Celsius and Red Bull. Like there's not an actual thought in our brains. And we'd get to the point where we have to be like, we're going to hurt ourselves if we keep going. We both need to calm down because we would just, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. We need to keep going. There was times where I'm like, in the rehearsal studio, like holding back tears. I'm like, just get it done, get it done. I'm like, my toes are bleeding, my ribs hurt, my back's hurt. He's like limping, his knees are messed up. And it just, well, tomorrow, tomorrow we'll figure it out. And we would just, it was never ending. We were never not rehearsing. We were never not together. It was like consumed our lives, seven days a week, hours and hours and hours. It was never ending, but to a point where that was exactly what I needed. I needed to be reminded that I have that work ethic in me and that mm-hmm. when I really put my mind to something, it can be achieved. And he would, every every Sunday, because our, our shows were on Monday, I would sit in my trailer and cry. And every single Sunday, I don't know what it was, I would go in my trailer and like cry a little bit and be like, I suck. This is my week out. This is not going to happen. And Mark would, sometimes he would come in and we would just like kind of sulk together. Sometimes he'd be like, it's okay. And then sometimes he'd be like, well, then let's get to rehearsal. Like you never knew what was coming, but he always knew how to push me without pushing me too far, making sure that I still had confidence in myself, but also kicked my butt a little bit. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was, it's interesting what you said about dancing with the stars is like what you needed to feel like you had that work ethic. Why did you feel like dancing with the stars is what you needed? Cause I'm looking at everything you've done and I'm like, you've just created multiple brands for yourself. This empire that your whole family is a part of. What's the difference between that? and the work ethic that you felt like you put in with Dancing with the Stars? 
I mean, for me growing up, I was, I was, I never was sitting still. I was in school. Mm -hmm. I was in dance class. I was the last to leave dance class. I was the first to show up. I was working, working, working. I'd stay late. I'm like, can I work on my solo? Can I improv? What can I do? I need to do something. So growing up that way, that's since I was like very, very young. And then having this, it kind of, it came fairly easily for me. And I'm so lucky for that. But I think with that, I lost that little bit of, well, I need to put my all into this and make it the best I can. And I kind of forgot I had that. I was like, maybe that's just not who I am anymore. Maybe I'm not that person anymore. And I grew out of it, you know, and the show kind of brought me back and showed me like, no, you're still that same person and you can do that. You just have to apply yourself like you used to. And maybe you're just not giving it your all. And it kind of made me want to work harder and remind myself like, yeah, you can wake up early. You can get your stuff done. You can come home and work on it more. Like that's who you are. And I feel like I'm so appreciative that that's been brought back into my life. It also makes everything so much easier when you give yourself the permission to give so much energy into everything you do. How have you been able to take what you learned from knowing that you thrive off that into, you know, your, your daily life and into your business now? Yeah. I think when you're at a shoot for 12 hours and you're getting to that like three quarters mark and you're kind of fizzling out, you can kind of snap into that. Like you've done, you've done harder. You've done crazier. Mm-hmm. So just, you got to show up, you know, you got to, you could just push for that little last bit, you know, it's those little things. And even in my everyday life where I'm like, I really don't feel like waking up early, but I don't want to ruin my schedule and I just need to get my stuff done. It's like, well, no, you can, you just have to do it. Like you're the only person stopping yourself. You just got to get up, go outside, feed the dogs, clean the kitchen, whatever it is. It's like all those things that seems so simple, but sometimes you just need that extra reminder of I'm capable of so much more than I think I am. I just have to apply myself. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think that's something that I was literally just talking about because some days are crazy jam-packed, but on the days when it's not, like you can make you can make excuses mm-hmm. really easily about not getting up and not doing the things that you know are going to make you feel good and set you up for success. I want people to tell me what to do. And it's so much easier. It's so much easier because I'm a good rule follower, <laughs> but I have Tell to make the rules here at this time. I'm good. I got it. I'll be there. Yes. Tell me, well, yeah, get here when you want. I'm going to get there a little bit late, you know? Right. It's like- <laughs> yeah. So your family, it's, I feel like it's kind of become a family business because, yeah. because of your success, I think also your family also kind of became a part of being the family of TikTok. What is it like working with your family? What's the best part and what's the hardest part of it? I mean, working with your family is is a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> I love my family. I'm super close with my family. We spend a lot of time together way more than I think we should. But 
I mean, I live with my sister. It's us two in a house together. I'm with my parents all the time. It's great to have other people that are going through exactly what you're going through. But we got a lot of personalities in our family, a lot. And we're all kind of like each other, which does not make anything easier. Like my dad and I, we can argue forever. And he's always been, since I was really young, he's like, I'll hear you out. You want to debate me on something you know nothing about? I'll hear you out. It doesn't matter. He's always been like that. So I've always felt like, well, I can say what I think. He's always given me the space to say my opinion and what I think, and we can always have a conversation. Me and my sister, we get into a lot of petty arguments because we're sisters, and that's just kind of how it works. You know, we we fight about anything and everything, but also... Like, I know she'll defend me to the death. Like, she is my biggest cheerleader always. But then, you know, I'm breathing too loud while she's driving me. And she's like, can you shut up? <laughs> I'm like, okay, psycho, calm down. Um, and my mom, it's honestly really easy working with my mom. We're, we get along great. We, like, never really argue or anything. She's really easy. We're both super, like, sensitive and emotional. So we just, like have a lot of cute talks like I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you like love you love you everything's like great but I love it it's really fun it's also nice to kind of be like well you take the lead on this or like you answer the interview questions today because I'm tired and like I'm <laughs> pass that one off to you so it's nice to be able to do that and they they also like if I give a look like they know exactly what I mean and we can all adjust to however who's the most energetic right now who needs like some time to themselves we can always work that out pretty well without saying much which is nice has there ever been moments where when it's been really hard that you're like wish you could go back to the way it was before or are is it always worth it there's definitely been times where um, I just I just want to be a normal kid and I mm-hmm. want to be able to mess up like a normal kid. I want to be a stupid teenager, you know? I want to make stupid mistakes that I'm supposed to be making in college right now. Like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would never – I would never want to – stop doing this or give it up because one day I'm I'm having a bad day because emotions are so in and out you never know something amazing could happen the next day and like you quit before you got there like you don't want you don't want to let the people that make you feel like you want to quit or whatever it is win it there's just so many so many different ways to think about it where this always is worth it. This is such a one in a million chance that it would be stupid to give it up because maybe I couldn't handle it one day because you, you're stronger than that. You know, mm-hmm. how many times have I wanted to quit and I just push through it and then to the next level and to the next level and it just keeps getting better. And I feel like I've been through some of the worst And I did it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm still here, I'm still posting 
no one got rid of me yet. (laughs) (laughs) You can, you can do it. You know, it's yeah. as, As much as it sucks sometimes to be able to go through that and come out the other side is like, it's so rewarding. Yeah. What's the coolest thing that you've gotten to do so far? I think got to do a lot of cool things. So it's probably hard. Um, honestly, I think I have two. One would be co-hosting the kids choice awards and dancing with the stars. Why, why those two things? Dancing with the stars, because I feel like that was the first time I really proved myself and I really had to work for it, you know, and I've really put in the work. Like I was in the studio with Mark every single day, like hours and hours and hours, never stopping, no matter what, like injured, whatever, feet bleeding, whatever, ribs out, whatever, like you got to keep going. And I really got to sit back after that and I felt like I deserved it and I hadn't felt like I deserved anything in a while. You definitely deserved it, Carly. <laughs> you know, I've done this show as well and I would watch it. Me and my fiance would watch it. And I'm like, technically, it was it was amazing. It was Thank you. so, so good. As someone who's like experienced that and and knew like what you were doing, it was yeah, so if, impressive. If you've I been just, through it, you know yes. how crazy it is. And knowing like even you being like She's not like you might actually probably you probably did have a popped out rib. Like I hurt. I think everybody on that show hurts their ribs. I'm still dealing with it. One week we were doing a lift and it was Simpsons week when when we dressed up as the Simpsons and Mark's entire fist went behind my rib cage and it was like half my ribs were like that. And I had to go and get them popped back in. And it was literally the finale. I had two infected ingrown toenails. Like I could barely walk. It was a journey, but um, I just had to tell you that I just was so impressed by you at that. And then I've obviously been watching the D'Amelio show on Hulu season three. I'm caught up and I saw that you um, hosted the Kids Choice Awards. And I thought, and you kind of talked about how, why you want to do that. And it's out of your comfort zone. You've never done something like that. How did you prepare for that and not let the fear of how big of an opportunity that was get in the way? Honestly, and we always circle back to Dancing with the Stars. I had Mark there every step of the way, like literally over the garbage can. He's holding my hair back like I'm about to throw up. I'm so nervous. He is the only person that like I can look at him and if he does the like I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm yeah. I'm doing good. It's just there's something about our relationship that having him there makes me feel so comfortable and makes me feel like I could do anything. And I mean, I'm beyond thankful for the show just due to the fact that I found people like him and BC to have in my life where I can just lean on them for anything. That I think that's so important if you're going to be in the industry that you're in to have those people that are in your corner that get it. But like you said, just like even that little head nod that's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's time to go.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been in a really awesome season, but also a season that has been pretty stressful. There's been a lot going on. Um, I can see where some of those things that really keep me grounded, um, I have not been able to make time for and not know how to do that. And so it's been weighing on me a little bit. And look, we all carry around different stressors that can be big or small, but when we keep them bottled up and don't talk about like what's going on in our life, it can really affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest to really talk about what you're going through and figure out a way to work through whatever that is that's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no adjustments charge if like you're just not feeling that connected with somebody you can always try it again get it off your chest with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash tomorrow today to get 10% off your first order that's betterhelp help.com slash tomorrow today is about looking for new ways to better ourselves but sometimes that means looking in a totally different place or even a different state In South Dakota, travel is transformative. It's good for the soul. It's the kind of place to just let go, to escape from the routine and predictability of life, to put down the phone and pick up a sense of adventure and to see the world a little bit differently, as in not through our screen. Life in South Dakota is about unplugging from it all and connecting with the world around you. It's about being open to real surprises and treating your senses to a real, raw, natural beauty that doesn't need a filter. Whether you're exploring the mountains and trees of the Black Hills, hiking through the Badlands, navigating the wild towns, or camping under the stars, South Dakota is the place to get a little lost and find yourself along the way. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time at TravelSouthDakota.com. I have to talk about the show, obviously. Um, There's been some sister drama. You and your sister both, you know, are on social media. Whole family's involved. And do you feel like having the people around you all the time um, make you fight more? Or does it make you less likely to really get into it? I feel like we're so it can happen at any moment. <laughs> I think that you could breathe wrong is like having to talk about it after when they'll be like, So you're fight. And I'm like, Well, we fought like 50 times in the last week. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> um, it's just, it's so inevitable. Like, yeah, I love her more than anything and I would do anything for her. But yeah, I want to rip her head off sometimes. That's like, it's how it works. That's like, the whole part of being sisters. So, yeah, eh, you know, sometimes I, it sometimes it definitely adds to it when there's like people around and we're both frustrated and like, she says something snappy. I say something back. It's like, yeah, it's definitely doesn't help when we're around other people. I feel like we also let it go a lot easier when it's just us. Mm-hmm. Well, cause you aren't having a producers or people, yeah. you, you have a reality TV show. So Yes, it's your your real life, but you're also there has to be a narrator of the mm-hmm. show and y'all all kind of take that time. And so I wonder if having to go back and talk about one of the fights or something that happened, does that help you feel like y'all talk things out and move forward or do you think it sometimes like 
exacerbates the drama and makes it like live longer. Yeah, we never we never talk about like our fights after. Mm -hmm. It's a very like I don't think we've really ever resolved a fight between us. It just always like goes away. Either I get over it or she gets over it and we just move on. Like we don't have Mm -hmm. that conversation. I feel like we're so far past that where Mm -hmm. that's just not who we are as sisters. So to have to have a resolution, it's like, well, yeah, we resolved that like 10 minutes ago because we went and got food together. Like, yeah, (laughs) it didn't have to be. I was like, you can wear my shirt and look, everything's solved. It gets so much easier than that. And honestly, a lot of our fights weren't even about each other, Mm -hmm. you know, like we would fight all day and then come home and either one of us would have a breakdown or, or we'd talk like, I'm not even, it's not even about you. I'm mad at something else, but I can't say what I'm mad at. So I'm just mad at you because it's easier. And Mm -hmm. I know you're not going to heart, you know? And that's, that's not even just being on a TV show. I think that's most people when yeah. when we're mad about something and really don't have the words or feel like you can't talk about it just yet. I mean, m- my mom, you know, was always the person that got the brunt of everything when I was stressed. And now it's my fiance, Adam, cause he's the closest person. And the, it's yeah. always people that you know are going to love you no matter what. Even if you're a little bitch, the people that get it the worst. But with what was going on a lot in this this season, I'm interested to hear what it's like watching it back now because your family was going through a difficult time. Both you and your mom um, were on Dancing with the Stars. And I know that that is all consuming as we've talked about. And that your family, I feel like has done everything together. And now it's like your mom's doing her own thing for the first time and you're doing your thing. And it did create some tension for your parents. And I found it really interesting um, to watch you and Dixie struggle with that. Cause I think it's really hard. And my parents, your, I think your parents have a great relationship, but I know what it's like kind of being the middle person when you're, you're, parents are fighting um but you're doing it with a lot of people watching you how did you navigate that what was that like and what is it in the moment and what is it like now watching it back and now everybody kind of knowing what was going on in your personal and family life for us or you know what for me specifically I feel like I've lived the same thing like 10 times. Mm-hmm. You lived it when you're going through it. And then we start filming and they want to talk about it. And then they're asking you about it in the interviews for the show. And then you're getting the cuts back of the show. And now we're talking about it, hearing what everyone else said about it. And then recuts of the show. And then interviews for press for the show. And they've seen it, but the, the rest of the world has it. And then the show's coming out. And now everyone else is seeing it. It's like... Honestly, probably a little traumatic in ways. You're obviously in such a different place in your life. And now you're having to continue to be asked about something that happened like a year ago, basically at this point. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you guys as a family stay 
together when you're having to like relive some of the the hardest moments of your life? I mean, for me, I I tend to back away when there's anything going on in the family. Like I'm very to myself. I kind of stay a little disconnected, which I know my family doesn't love that I do, but it's just what's easiest for me mm-hmm. um, to process things on my own. So I feel like the fact that we've all kind of had the time, because it was like a year ago, to process all of this on our own has given us the space to, you know, when when we're asked about it, we know how we're feeling right now. So we kind of talk about it in a way where it's like, well, this is where we are now, you know, mm-hmm. not really going back too much. I am glad that... Mm-hmm we're not keeping everything a secret and pretending like everything's okay all the time. Makes me feel like I can be a real person. Yeah. I think everybody is longing for more authenticity in their life and the the things that they consume. And what I've loved seeing, especially really Dixie um, specifically in these first few episodes being so vulnerable about like, how hard it was to keep it together and then to then start seeing like your side of things. I think it's so important and so necessary, especially when it does look like, you know, in a few years, your life completely changed and you, you have been gifted all these amazing things, not without hard work, but for people to really not feel alone in any type of family dynamic that they're going through. But just watching your show and seeing how your family is really trying to work together, work through these issues and not always getting it right, but still continuing to love each other, that that makes people feel less alone and gives them hope. So it's a really brave thing that you can do. I know it's not easy. Trust me. I know it's not easy living something like your heart is things out for the world to have opinions on. But I think the silver lining in it all is kind of what you said at first, like you do all these, the things that you do, um, not for yourself, but for other people. And your show is, is helping a lot of people and their families. So I think it's great. If you have not watched the D'Amelio show, season three is out right now on Hulu. I have just a few more questions for you about just like what you want, like, what is something that you have not created yet that you would love to make happen in your career? Mm. I feel like I want to do something else with dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like right now I'm kind of at a standstill of trying to figure out what I want to do next. I'm kind of just, I feel like going with whatever life is throwing at me. Um, Honestly, the end of this year so far has been amazing. And I feel like I've been able to accomplish so much just in these past few months that, I don't know, I kind of took some time within these last few weeks, um, obviously working a lot, but also not really preparing for what's next. So I feel like I'm kind of taking a break but also like doing little random side quests like Dixie texted me the other day she was like I want to learn how to dance can you teach me how to do- I want to do contemporary and lyrical she's like what do I need to get and I'm like oh you want me to teach you how to dance like what um 
And she's like, I just want to do it for fun. And I was like, all right, sounds great. So that's going to be something random that we're going to do together, which is going to be really fun. So I feel like it's little things like that. Got a dog. So I'm being – this is the first time I've, I'm, like, raising a dog on my own. So I have, hard. I have my, like, old girl. She's nine. Mm-hmm. She's my baby. Still, she's always going to be a baby to me. But then I got a puppy. So that's been taking a lot of time. But she's she's a sweet girl. No, it's it's a lot. I have a – I have my Wally and he's like, he's, he's just out now about to be two, but it is so hard. It, it's a, it's a full-time job. Oh yeah. Raising a puppy. Um, what, what advice would you have for younger Charlie who had no idea that any of this was about to happen? Mm. I would probably just say, calm down. I, I've always been a very stressed person, always anxious about like, what's next? What am I, what am I going to do to make whatever happen next? Like, I didn't need to be planning my entire life out when I was, like, 13 because it's all going to work out. And my life plan did not happen, but it amazing things happened. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it wasn't on track with what I maybe had on my vision board, but it all worked out. And I love my life and great things are happening. So I didn't need to stress as much as I did. <laughs> Any advice for... Um, those that look up to you and like want to do content creation, um, what would you say to those people who are out there being like, I just want to be Charlie D'Amelio when I grow up? Um, for years growing up, I always wanted to post YouTube videos, post little videos, whatever. Like that was always something that I found so interesting, but I was always too nervous to do it. And Mm -hmm. once I started to gain followers on social media, I remember this one kid that I went to high school with texted me and he was like, I remember you talking about wanting to post YouTube videos forever. Like, it's really cool that you're finally doing that. Like that little, that little text meant so much to me because it's like, yeah, I have wanted to do this and now I'm doing it. So once you get over that fear of being judged or is it going to work out? Like we all post for no one before we have followers. Like Mm -hmm. we were all posting content. Maybe someone's going to see it. Maybe not. You know, everyone starts from somewhere. So I feel like you just have to, you just have to keep doing it and don't get discouraged because you never know when your time is going to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's probably going to be in a different way, in a different time place than you ever expect it to be. Yeah. Maybe it's usually better. Who knows? New app. It's brand new, whole new group of people. You never know. That's right. That's right. Charlie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your crazy busy day um, to meet with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to continue watching you just grow and do amazing things. So I appreciate you. In order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you'll actually want to hear about But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash Hannah B and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. 
That way we can bring the advertisers you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash H-A-N-N-A-H-B. Thanks for your help.